baseball world are fastened on New York for it's the golden anniversary of the World Series and a golden moment in the lives of baseball fans everywhere. Yes, this is game number one in the World Series of 1953 that pits the American League Yankees 20-time pennant winners against the seven-time winners of the National League pennant, the Brooklyn Dodgers for the baseball championship of the world. Rival managers Charlie Dressen of the Dodgers and Casey Stengel of the Yankees are both hard-driving pilots with many years of baseball experience behind them. But these crowds are here to watch 1953 baseball history being made. They watch expectantly as the Dodgers' brilliant Duke Snyder works out. His 42 home runs are a new all-time record for the Brooklyn club. Roy Campanella added 142 runs batted in. This is an all-time National League record for catchers. The officials of the Dodgers, Walter O'Malley, Buzzy Bavese, and Fresco Thompson, join Warren Giles, president of the National League, who is here as the top representative of his circuit. Other baseball names present include the owners of the Milwaukee Braves, Lewis and Charles Perini, and their general manager, John Quinn. Two great pitchers, Allie Reynolds of the Yanks and Carl Erskine of the Dodgers, will do battle in this opening tussle. Right-hander Reynolds is after his seventh World Series win, while Erskine, another right-hander, had 20 victories in the 1953 season. Both managers get a final briefing on World Series rules from the umpires. And the series is underway. In the Yankee half of the first with one away, Erskine walks Joe Collins. Bauer lines a hit to right center field and the ball rolls to the wall for a triple. Collins scores the first run of this series and the American Leaguers take the lead. After Barra strikes out, Mantle walks. Woodling takes first on Erskine's third walk of the inning and the bases are loaded. Billy Martin drives a tremendous 400-foot triple to left center field. Bauer, Mantle, and Woodling score to give the Yankees three more runs and a four-to-nothing lead. In the fifth inning, 
Gilliam stepped to the plate with one away, and wallops Reynolds pitch into the right field stands for a home run. Brooklyn fans and their teammates make the most of the first tally, and the score reads Yankees four, Dodgers one. Jim Hughes, who replaced Erskine, faces Collins in the Yankee fifth. Collins blasts a long fly into right center. Duke Snyder races to the scoreboard to make a leaping one-hand catch. Two men are out, and Yogi Ferris sends one into the right field stands for his fifth World Series home run, and the Yankees take a five-to-one lead. Opening the Dodgers sixth, Gil Hodges blasts a home run into the lower left field stand that breaks a hoodoo by giving him his first hit in World Series play. After Furillo flied out, Cox singles to left center. Allie Reynolds faces George Shuba, who is pinch hitting for pitcher Hughes. With the count two and one, Cuba homers into the lower right field stands. Cox scores ahead of him to put the Dodgers only one run behind, four to five. A home run blast by a pinch hitter has been accomplished only twice before in World Series play. Casey Stengel relieves Reynolds of his pitching duties and another right-hander, Johnny Sane, takes over. It's the Dodger seventh, and Campanella drops a single into short left to put the tying run on base. Hodges singles off Rizzuto's glove into short center field, and Brooklyn's hopes are heightened as Campanella goes to third. Payne, with two on, faces Carl Furillo. And Fiorillo delivers with a single through center to score Campanella with a tying run. Hodges stops at second. Cox attempts to sacrifice both runners along, and Hodges is called out at third on the force play. On an identical play, Clem Levine forces Pirillo at third on Barra's fast toss from in front of the plate. Gilliam's high pop foul to Barra ends the Dodgers seventh, and the score remains tied at five and five. Big Ben Wade is pitching in the Yankee eighth. Billy Martin singles with one away. With Rizzuto at bat, Martin steals second. Rizzuto walks on the next pitch. Pitcher Johnny Sane hits a double between Snyder and Furillo to score two runs and send the Yanks into an 8-5 lead. One man is out on the Dodger night. Gil Hodges comes through with another base hit to spark Brooklyn's hope. 
Guerrero pops out to Barra. And the ball game ends on Cox's grounder to give the Yankees the first game by a 9-5 score. Johnny Sane is credited with a win for the skillful pitching he delivered for three and two-thirds innings. Yankee Stadium is the scene of the second World Series game for 1953. Commissioner Ford Frick and Dodger President Walter O'Malley discussed the series situation. Two left-handers are the starting pitchers, Ed Lopat of the American League and Preacher Rowe for the National League. With the Yankees leading one to nothing, it's the Dodgers' fourth, two away. Hodges hits one by Rizzuto for a base hit. With the hit and run sign on, Guerrillo hits to right field for a single. While Hodges scampers to third. Billy Cox connects for a line drive to left that's worth two bases. Two runs and a two to one lead over the American League champ. The Dodgers hold a one run lead as Billy Martin opens the Yankee half of the seventh inning. With the count even at two and two, Martin wallops one deep to left field over Jackie Robinson's head into the stands for a home run that brings the game to a two and two tie. The Yankee eighth finds Bauer at bat with one out. He lines to left field for a single. After Barris fly, Mantle connects for a terrific wallop deep into the left field stands for a home run. The score in back of Bauer and send his team into the lead, four to two. The top of the ninth and one out. Dick Williams batting for Preacher Rowe, wraps one to left field for a single. After Gilliam is out, Reese takes first on four straight balls to put the tying runs on the base pass. Snyder is the hitter. The Duke grounds out to Billy Martin in second, and the Yankees surge into a commanding 2-0 lead in the series. The 4-2 Yankee victory was the pitcher's duel most of the way, a battle of seasoned veterans. Eddie Lopat made one of baseball's strongest comebacks in the 1953 season, in which he captured two of the American League's highest honors, the lowest earned run average and the highest winning percentage among pitchers. Yes, it's a Subway Series this year, and avid fans travel to Brooklyn for the third game. The Yankee general manager, George Weiss, and owners Del Webb and Dan Topping commend Casey Stengel for his generalship. This is the big four of the Yankees organization who guided their club to five consecutive American League championships. American League President Will Harridge brings the prestige of his office to the Ebbets Field contest. To the grand old man of baseball, Connie Mack, this represents the 50th time he's seen the rival leagues fight it out. Chicago's Cubs are represented by business manager James Gallagher and manager Phil Cabaretta. More than 400 newspapermen form a reporting corps to bring news of America's national pastime to countless millions of readers all over the world. 
Manager Casey Stengel pits veteran Vic Rashi against Charlie Dressen's choice, Carl Erskine, making his second start in this series. But the excited record crowd falls into reverent silence as the national anthem is sung and the stars and stripes raised to signify the freedom under which our people live. The crowd is tense in the Yankee third as Rashi becomes Carl Erskine's fifth strikeout victim. And Collins is number six as he swings on the third strike to end the inning with the game still scoreless. In the Yankee fifth, Martin sends a ground single between short and third for the first Yankee hit of the ball game. Rizzuto singles off Gilliam's glove and Martin moves to second. The Dodger infield moves in. Rashi advances both runners with a sacrifice bunt. Then Gil McDougal smashes a single off Cox's glove and Martin scores with the first run in the game. Collins is Erskine's eighth strikeout. The inning ends with the Yanks leading one to nothing. Jackie Robinson is up in the Dodger fifth. There's one away. And he belts one high off the right field screen for a double. With Cox at bat, Rashi commits a balk and Robinson is sent to third. The squeeze is on and Cox drops a bunt neatly by Rashi to bring Robinson home. The score goes to one and one in a tensely fought battle that remains that way as the inning ends. Barra opens the Yankee six with a bouncing single into right field. Mantle goes down swinging to send Erskine's strikeout total to nine. And Woodling makes it number ten. After Martin flies out, the score is still knotted at one apiece. Dodger six. Duke Snyder singles to right field. Hodges walk. And Robinson, after two men are out, lashes a single over McDougal's head to score Snyder and give his team the lead two to one. The Yankee eight. Three times previously in this game, Collins has gone down on strikes, and he goes down once more as Erskine marks up strikeout number 11. Power hits a drive by Reese for a base hit. And Barra reaches first when he is hit by a pitch ball. Mantle steps into the batter's box. There are men on first and second as the switch hitter faces Erskine. Then strike three swinging. Erskine's 12th strikeout victim for the day. 
Gene Woodling wallops a base hit to center field. Bauer scores to tie up the ball game at two runs apiece. It's the Dodger eight with one out in a game that keeps the fans anxious with every pitch. Rugged Roy Campanella sees the pitch he's wanted all day and sends a circuit clout deep into the left field bleachers. The fans explode in a frenzy of joy as the Brooklyn Dodgers break a grueling tie and take the lead three runs to two. As the Yankees come to bat on the ninth, trailing by one run, Wiley Casey Stengel calls on his reserves. He sends infielder Don Ballweg against Erskine as a pinch hitter, replacing Rizzuto. Erskine's pitches are careful and accurate. Ballweg strikes out, and his final swing puts Erskine in a tie for a strikeout record set in 1929 by Howard Emke of the Athletics. Big John Mize comes in to hit for Rashi. As Mize swings on the big third one, Carl Erskine joins baseball immortal by making it 14 strikeouts, a new all-time World Series record. The Yankee manager sends still another capable pinch hitter against the new record holder. It's Irv Noren batting for McDougal. He walks and the potential tying runners on first. With victory within his grasp, Erskine carefully sizes up the next batter, Joe Collins. Collins hits the grounder back to the pitcher and is out Erskine to Hodges to end the ball game. The Dodgers win three to two in a ball game that was relentless in its pressure throughout. But the annals of baseball will forever recall the record smashing performance of Carl Erskine and the pitcher's duel that brought victory to Flatfoot. The series remains in Brooklyn for the fourth game. The fans fill early in the day, and Yankee players Billy Martin, Ed Lopet, and Mickey Mantle are on the field early, too, to plan against the Dodgers. Another National League officials group of the Cincinnati Reds are in hand to add their encouragement to the Dodger cause. President Powell Crosley, Jr., his new manager, Bertie Tebbett, and general manager Gabe Paul. Representing the American League are Del Webb and league president Will Harris. And Warren Giles, head of the National League, is here with his assistant Fred Flagg and other headquarters figures. St. Louis's National League officialdom is represented by the Cardinals executive vice president John L. Wilson, manager Eddie Stanky, and president August Bush Jr. It's an important game coming up and Casey Stengel impresses his starting pitcher, Whitey Ford, with a strategy he thinks will work against the Dodgers. Charlie Dressen will start right-handed Billy Lowe's. Junior Gilliam, leadoff man of the Dodger first, gets a double down the right field line when Bauer misjudges his high fly. With one away and Gilliam now on third. Jackie Robinson singles to center and Gilliam scores. Hodges' slow roller is fielded by McDougal, who throws to Martin for the force out and Robinson. Two out. 
Campanella is up. A wild pitch and Hodges to second. And the Dodger catcher is walked intentionally. Luke Schneider hits one that travels high on the right field wall. It's a double. It sends Hodges and Campanella across the plate with two more runs. And the Dodgers carve out a three to nothing lead. Tom Gorman, the right-hander who replaced starter Whitey Ford, faces Furillo in the Dodger fourth. There's one away, Carl Single. With two outs, Billy Lowe drives a hit down the right field line. And Furillo goes to third. Switch hitter Gilliam, batting left-handed against Gorman, crashes his third straight double. Guerrillo scores, and the Dodgers add another run for a 4-0 lead. Billy Martin, the Yankees' leadoff man in the fifth, lands a triple to right center. Gil McDougall follows with a home run drive into the lower left field stands and scores behind Martin. It's now Dodgers four, Yankees two. Facing Johnny Stain, the third Yankee pitcher, Duke Schneider wallops the first pitch in the sixth inning over the right field fence for a tremendous home run. It's Schneider's fifth round tripper in World Series competition and sets a National League individual home run record. With one out, Billy Cox lines a double over third base. Lowe singles to short center and Cox stops at third. Gilliam's long slide of Bauer brings Cox home with another Dodger run, and the Yankees trail six to two. Don Thompson is playing left field for the Dodgers. On the short end of the score, the Yankees open the ninth with a single by Gene Woodling. Billy Martin gets a base hit to left field. Sending Woodling to second. Lowe's in the shadow of victory issues a base on balls to McDougal and the bases are loaded. Right hander Clem Labine is called in to replace Lowe's. He strikes out Rizzuto. When pinch hitter Johnny Mize flies to Snyder in shallow center, the runners hold their bases and it's two away. 
Mickey Mantle singles over Reese's head, scoring Woodley. But when Martin also tries to score, he is out on a fine throw to Campanella from left fielder Don Thompson. It's the Dodgers' ball game. The 7-3 victory evens up the series at 2-all. Individual stars included Duke Snyder, who drove in four of the seven Dodger runs, and Junior Gilliam, who smashed three doubles at crucial points in the game. An all-time Ebbets Field World Series attendance record was set. Some 4,000 stood in the aisles and clung to the rafters, and the Brooklyn fans saw an inspired comeback to equal footing with the Yanks today. As they gather for the fifth game at Ebbets Field, Brooklyn followers look to Dodgers stalwarts like Reese, Snyder, and Erskine to turn the trick. Yes, these three and every other Dodger too. Brooklyn coaches Cookie Lavagetto, Jake Pittler, and Billy Herman discuss the game ahead, as do Yankee coaches Jim Turner, Frank Cressetti, and Bill Dickey. Commissioner of Baseball Ford Frick, however, brings an impartial air to the proceedings. Another visitor before game time is Jim Pearsall, the sensational right fielder of the Boston Red Sox. Mrs. Casey Stengel is on hand to watch her famed husband at work. The Yankees name right-handed Jim McDonald as their starting pitcher. His Dodger opponent is a left-hander, Johnny Padre. Action begins early. In the Yankee first, Dean Woodling slams a home run into the lower center field stand. It's a 395-foot blow. The circuit clout gives the Yanks a one-to-nothing lead. The Dodgers open the second inning with a base hit by Campanella. hits a Texas League single into short center. Campanella stops at second. Guerrillo hits one to short that looks like a double play ball, but Rizzuto throws wildly past Martin at second, and Campanella scores. Hodges races to third on the error. Campy's run evens it up at one apiece. In the Yankee third, Rizzuto walked. It moves to second on McDonald's sacrifice. Rizzuto advances to third as Padres knocks down a hard hit ball by Woodling and retires the runner at first. Collins grounder skids off Hodges' glove into right field. Rizzuto scores and Collins reaches first on the error. Bauer takes first after being hit by a pitch ball. Collins moves to second. Yogi Berra walks to fill the bases. Padres is replaced by Russ Meyer, a right-hander. With a 9-2 lead after adding three runs in the seventh. Ben Wade is now pitching for Brooklyn. And the Ebbets Field lights are turned on as Collins steps up to bat. He connects for a double high off the center field wall, almost 400 feet away. He moves to third on Bauer's sacrifice. 
clarifies deep to Snyder. And Collins comes home easily after the catch. It adds another Yankee tally and sends the score to Yanks 10, Dodgers 2. In the Dodger eighth inning with one out, Robinson singles. Campanella follows with a single off McDougal's shoulder. And Robinson stops at second. With two outs, Guerrillo connects for a base hit to left center field. Robinson scores. Billy Cox faces McDonald with two on and two away and sends a home run far into the left field bleachers. Two runners score ahead of him, and it's Dodgers six, Yankees ten. Joe Black, a standout performer in the 1952 series, replaces Wade at the beginning of the Yankee ninth. With one away, Gil McDougal collects a home run with a tremendous drive into the left field stand. The homer gives the New York team a lead of 11 to 6. Bob Cazava, who is called into pitch in the eighth, faces the Dodgers' leadoff batter in the ninth. It's Junior Gilliam, and he smacks a home run into the left field stands to tie the record for the number of home runs in one World Series game, six. With one out, Snyder single to right center. Manager Stengel replaces Cazava at this point with his ace relief hurler, Allie Reynolds. Jackie Robinson is at bat. Reynolds pitches and Robinson hits into a well-handled, game-ending double play. Martin to Rizzuto to Collins. Final score, Yankees 11 and the Dodgers 7. The Yankees move ahead in the series, three games to two. This game saw Mickey Mantle hit his second damaging home run blow of the series, a grand slam wallop. Back to Yankee Stadium for game number six. Tommy Conley, umpire and chief of the American League, and this year elected to baseball's Hall of Fame, is an interested spectator. Carl Erskine is picked to go against Whitey Ford as the sixth game gets underway. Erskine walked Gene Woodling to open the Yankee half of the first. After Collins fan, Bauer drilled a single to left, Woodling stopping at second. Yogi Berra wallops a drive into right field. It goes for a ground rule double, and the ball bounds into the stand, scoring Woodling. Mantle is purposely passed. Junior Gilliam has given an error on Martin's hard grounder, and Bauer crosses the plate to put the Yankees in front two to nothing. McDougal hits into a double play to end the inning. Rizzuto opens the Yankees second with a base hit.
Whitey Ford follows with a single, sending Rizzuto to third. Woodling flies to Robinson, and Rizzuto scores after the catch. The score is three to nothing, Yankees. Erskine throws wildly past first on Collins' infield hit. Ford goes to third and Collins to second on the error. Bauer walks, loading the bases. Barra flies to Snyder. Ford tags up at third, leaves the bag too soon and then runs into a difficult situation before being tagged out at the plate. Robinson doubles off the low wall in the left field corner with one out in the Dodgers six. With Campanella at bat, Jackie steals third. Rizzuto tosses out Campanella. Robinson scores the first Brooklyn run of the game. The Yanks still lead three to one. Billy Cox singles with two men out in the Dodgers seventh. Bobby Morgan is sent up to hit for pitcher Milliken. Ford pitches and Morgan lines one to Bauer in deep right field and the Yanks are out of a tight spot. As the stadium's big lights are turned on, Casey Stengel replaces Whitey Ford with Allie Reynolds to start the Dodger eight. Here we are in the Dodger ninth. Gil Hodges flies to Mantle. Brooklyn's hopes are still alive as Snyder walks after a full count. The National League's batting champion, Carl Fiorillo, is at bat. He works Reynolds for a 3-2 count. Then sends Dodger fans into a frenzy by lining a home run into the right field stand, scoring behind Snyder. This was the series 17th home run, a new home run mark. The blow ties the score at 3-all. Clem Labine, the third Dodger pitcher, Walks Bauer to open the Yankee ninth. Barrow lines to Fiorillo in right field. Mantle tops the pitch by Labine and beats it out for an infield hit. Bauer moves to second. Young Billy Moore strikeout in the third game broke another record. Yes, it was the Golden Anniversary World Series. And it was a golden experience for the baseball fans of America who followed Casey Stengel's drive to his fifth consecutive world championship. The crowds pour out of the stadium to close a brilliant year of baseball topped by a star-studded series performance. See a ball game. Leave your cares and worries at the gate. Baseball is fun for the whole family. Thank you.